Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Doing alright, doing fairly good. Uh, so what have you been playing lately? Uh, well, we finished up Ghosts. Like, I don't remember if I mentioned that on the last podcast or not before, I think, but I did I finish... Think we, I think we both finished it after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I finished it up. Um... Interesting ending. I think it fit with the narrative very well, but we're going to talk about that more later. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't really had a chance to play anything else because I'm still kind of digging myself out um, from boxes from the move. I just got my computer up and running finally. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of want something like interesting to play, but I don't want to get anything too deep on the off chance we actually do get uh, Cyberpunk in a couple of months. So I'm just kind of... Going through my back catalog, seeing what I haven't played yet, seeing if there's anything that might grab my attention for a little bit. Okay, okay. Uh, cool, so I uh, myself did finish Ghost of, Sush- Ghost of Tsushima as well. Hopefully I'll say the name properly when we do the review. I'm sure we will. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff we're recording tonight as well, so um, stay tuned for all that. Um, yeah, finish the game. I'll give some opinions. I'm sure we're going to talk about it at length on on the podcast. But uh, yeah, we both. I'm pretty sure because I finished it the next day. I'm pretty sure, and then you finished it. Um, what was pretty it? close to that. Yeah, yeah. pretty close. To that. I think I finished it, and then you got because obviously you're behind time for, from me because obviously time zone stuff. And then you got home later that day, and then you finished it. I think so. Uh, I somehow mm-hmm. did finish it first, but obviously you sort of finished it as well but uh we both did that um so we'll be talking about that later so look out for that um jumped back into last of us new game plus uh sorted out which save i was on and what was going on what the situation was i'd actually managed to confuse myself with the game because um i knew i knew where i was and what was going on in the story and whatnot uh but i had gotten past this particular part of the game and you know i <clears throat> i grabbed a bunch of uh new ammo and things like that and some materials so i was sort of reloading and sorting things out and crafting stuff and then i scrolled along to the submachine gun and i said to my well not said to myself in like talking to myself i sort of thought to myself why why have i got this gun already i'm sure this is later in the game i literally just forgot that i was on a new game plus for some reason but uh sorted out nonetheless um, but I haven't had, had haven't had a chance to jump too far um, into that. I've been playing uh, quite a bit of Call of Duty uh, in the last uh, week or so. Just just you know, after after finishing the big you know Ghost of Ghost of Tsushima and all that, I thought it'd be good to check back in with uh, the online stuff with Call of Duty. Uh, I still hate Warzone. I think I explained all that last week, didn't I? Mm-hmm. About uh, how it just doesn't fit in with the game and things like that. And uh, I kind of gently expressed this week to one of my teammates because uh i invited one of them to a party they joined and then someone else joined and this guy said oh i've switched over from xbox to pc and he had warzone installed not the multiplayer and uh i was gently trying to say like okay i really really don't want to play warzone i wasn't sort of like okay if you go into warzone i'm gonna leave or something i just sort of was like okay if me and the other person i'm not gonna say their name uh, just because, you know, whatever. Uh, if me and this other person are going to play multiplayer, um, and he said at the time that, okay, I, I've got my Xbox kind of set up, but he needs to switch it on. So I said, okay, if you kind of like, or he sort of suggested that, like, if he 
um, goes and sets his Xbox up, which he said wouldn't take too long and all that, and he, he joined us later, uh, and we play a couple of other games in the meantime, so it, it was a sort of, a sort of awkward social situation, I guess, where I was like, okay, I really, like, like the Warzone is the only thing this guy can play, but I was really kind of insistent on, like, okay, I really don't want to do it, um, I'm not trying to, like, push them away or anything like that, but, uh, you know, the, the situation sorted itself out, so, uh, I don't, uh, feel bad necessarily about it but we we played with uh you know with each other later and whatnot so uh it all worked out pretty well um but uh, i i didn't know that he had like switched over and didn't have multiplayer installed and whatnot so i, I had no idea so um but uh yeah doing doing pretty good with that i tell you what like it's becoming a kind of random chance at the moment in terms of will the game be laggy or not because as I said to one of my friends that I play with like I think the servers are actually getting worse for this game like you'll you'll have times where like you're you're in an established party of up to six and you'll finish a game usually the the game will put you back in the lobby with those same people and in other times it will like kick two people out or it will kick three people out or it will kick one person out and then the other person has to join back and it's like okay you have to sort of find everybody again and the the problem that coincides with that is the friends list is never in any particular order it's not in alphabetical order it's not in like recently played it's not in like highest ranked it's not ranked by like um who's playing what the only thing you can do is check by regiment but you have to actually switch over to the different regiments to check that um but and you can't even like okay to search for the friend in the list you have to like find them and sometimes i've got between let's say between 20 and 70 people online and when you're looking for one person in the list of 70 and you're like no it's not that one not that one not that one it it gets a bit annoying and there's no sort of you know usually if you're sorting out like folders or something right on a computer or you're sorting out like your pins on xbox or something or like um a folder on your phone or something you'd usually be able to sort it by like alphabetical or whatever or you can't do any of that every time you open the friends list menu it's it's completely randomized which is uh which have bit which is a bit annoying uh what do you think of that situation Did yeah that makes my... absolutely oh. no sense when makes no sense whatsoever yeah yeah, uh, and like I said, because I'm in, I think, seven different regiments, and I know certain people that are in different regiments, but you can't just check it. You have to switch over to your different to to, to that regiment to check if they're online. It's it's very um, annoying. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we we'll, we party, uh, get get into the you know the party and stuff, and we uh, have a good time with the game, which is what matters at the end of the day. Uh, but other than that, I've not been playing too much else. I did re-download. Um, Twinbreaker, Sacred Symbols game, Colin and Chris's game. Uh, jumped into like a couple of levels. I was just not in the right mindset for that at all. I was sort of, you know, when you think to yourself like, oh, I'll just hop into that game or that thing for, you know, for a little bit. And then it was the one with four paddles. I was like, no, I'm just not in. The, my my brain's not not processing this at all. Uh, have you jumped back into that at all? The uh, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, I haven't had a chance to. I'm probably going to do that here soon. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe, maybe not. It's like I said, once you get to the point where there's four paddles, that for me, at least, my brain just doesn't want to process that. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit, it's quite something, isn't it? So, 
Uh, and they, they've talked about before on the Sacred Symbols podcast about some feedback about that and stuff. So they're, they're well aware of, you know, the feedback of the game and whatnot. I'm sure they've received hundreds of messages. But, uh, yeah, that's something I was uh, thinking of dipping back into as well. But uh, at the moment, my main two focus is Call of Duty and um, Last of Us 2 New Game Plus. Uh, I did check out the modifiers, by the way. There's a video coming up soon of me having a look through all of that. So, uh, have a look out for that as well. Uh, by the way, in order for me to... I didn't know this. I went to check myself. Um, you know that they added the grounded mode and the permadeath mode. In order to get the main platinum, you don't have to do those two things. Which would be quite ridiculous if you did have to. But they, they're like separately listed platinums. Uh, which I think mm-hmm. is uh, almost like a little DLC menu type of, type of thing. Uh, but that's quite good. Because I don't think I'm going to be able to, to do that necessarily. But, um... Yeah, that's pretty much been my main focuses. Um, of course, we've got Crash Bandicoot coming out in October. And uh, not too much listed for September. The big game for September is uh, Avengers. And you all know how I feel about that. So I'm not going to repeat myself there. Uh, and I don't uh, I don't guess that you have any uh, interest in jumping into that. But um... uh, I haven't played it. Um, a buddy of mine finished it. And he said it's like a 12-hour game if mm. you play through the story. And... I'm sorry, $60 for a 12-hour game. I don't care what DLC they add, regardless of that. That's just too short of a game. Hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, but there we go. Let's jump into... Speaking of Avengers, I'll talk about that piece of content in a minute. Let's jump into some housekeeping. Hey there. I'm Aaron Holman, host of Eye to Eye, a weekly podcast talk show all about passion. I have this passion and this fire within me that burns brighter than the fire around me. Hello. With performing, there's always a story to tell, whether it's my own or not. And creativity. I go, he's more than cute. He's creative. All with an LGBT twist. Make sure to check out Eye to Eye. That's E-Y-E, number two, letter I. And rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in today. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, weird, the better, from books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it there's going to be laughing <laughs> killer fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts so join us if you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to koalu to get started they also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner so get started with a new website and domain name today with koalu Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts 
and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, did the chat podcast today for August 2020, talking about last month and how things went, how things, uh, how all the different podcasts did, and you know, just a general chat about the month of August for Entertainment Talk. Talked a little bit more about, um, masks in public or lack thereof you know it's the chat podcast i'm uh allowed to i mean it's my podcast anyway but uh that's that's where those sorts of uh conversations little conversations about um real world events and whatnot and uh experiences and those sort of things that's where all that happens so uh, you can check out that and i also talked about the uh fall and autumn uh you guys call it the fall we call it the autumn uh plans for 2020 for entertainment talk so if you're curious about what tv shows games and films we're going to be covering pretty much for the rest of the year uh you'll find that information on that podcast as well uh, Let's Play Sundays did that for the Marvel Avengers game. That's it. That's Let's Play Let's Play Sundays fifty one. So the return episode. This is for the beta that was what a month ago or so. Last month's beta. So uh, mm-hmm. you can you can have a look at that if you want to as well. Uh, it's interesting because a lot of people have commented about how button mashy the game is, and you can literally hear at the start of the Let's Play because I'm playing as Hulk at the start of that uh, of that Let's Play, and uh, you can hear me push button mashing like straight away. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that kind of tells you a bit about that. Speaking of the Avengers game, did a just a final thought podcast, not a review of the game, just kind of gathering all my thoughts and feelings, which I had a lot of, and all the information about the game and the battle pass and just everything that's happened with it, and just did one last kind of podcast talking about all that. Of course, if they add characters or whatnot in the future, we'll probably talk about it in the news section, but uh, I want to be done talking about the game, and that is the last piece of that so uh, you can have a listen to that if you want to uh the boys is back on amazon prime so the diabolical seven the uh entertainment talks podcast for the boys is out it's available on itunes as well so you can have a listen to that on there uh if you search for either entertainment talk or the diabolical seven you should be able to find that uh started with a three episode premiere 201 202 and 203 there will be one episode a week from now on to 204 until 208 uh, one one episode per week uh, on Friday, so look out for the other podcasts on Fridays as well. Uh, just quickly, what do you think of the uh, premiere episode or three? Episode? I thought it was good. The first episode was a little slow, but yeah. it does pick up eventually. And it's not a spoiler because they showed it in the promotional thing. That whole scene with the speedboat and the whale. Mm. Holy crap! If you thought the first season <laughs> was intense and violent, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yep. So, uh, yeah, look out for that both on the website and on podcast services. It's not available on Spotify yet because I haven't put it on there yet, but I will do that tomorrow. But nonetheless, look out for that as well. Um, Big announcement last week. Me and David are doing or have already done a Breaking Bad podcast. There's a lot of different reasons as to why those of which we explained on the podcast uh the becoming heisenberg podcast which is what it's going to be called is available also on itunes i submitted both that and the diabolical seven last week on um apple Podcasts, as they call them now uh that one's not available on spotify either yet but i'll put that on there tomorrow um but uh yeah every wednesday uh scheduled content every wednesday the first seven episodes of the first season of breaking bad which is available on amc in the us and if you're in the uk it's available on netflix so is the uh, better console and el camino as well um but yes every wednesday at midday uk time 
there will be a new podcast released on Breaking Bad. So the new one will be the the pilot podcast will be released tomorrow at midday for the UK. So you can go and listen to that as well. Um, and that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's move into some news. So, um, Nintendo decided they wanted to be weird again. It's definitely not the first time they've decided to be weird. Um, But uh, they are going to be... I think porting is the more better word to use rather than remasters. These really don't look like remasters. Uh, But for Mario's Super Mario, obviously, not that I need to explain who that is, um, for his upcoming 35th anniversary, which is pretty good, um, they're going to be, again, like I said, porting pretty much three games in one star-studded collection. This does come from Nintendo dot com or dot co uk discover three of mario's greatest sorry grandest uh 3d adventures with super mario 3d all-stars on nintendo switch this special bundle includes super mario 64 super mario sunshine and super mario galaxy all optimized interesting choice of word uh, for nintendo switch with updated hd graphics okay uh joy con controls the awful controller, uh, as well as music player featuring the epic soundtracks from all three games. Available to purchase digitally and physically, limited physically, until the 31st of March 2021. So yes, this game will be digitally expiring at the end of March next year. Well, the new, the next March to come up is from is 2021. Just first of all, Robert, what do you think of the fact that digitally... Because obviously if you purchase this game physically, you can keep it forever. Because, you know, you'll physically have the game in your house or in your Switch. And you can't get that taken away from you. Well, you can, but not in the same way as digital games. Um, What do you think of this whole available to purchase until March situation? That makes zero sense. Yeah. On any level. Yeah, makes makes no sense at all. And they they stress that like the physical versions are going to be kind of limited, so a certain amount of copies. Have you? I can't think off the top of my head, and I couldn't think at the time because this was revealed after last week's podcast. Can you think of another game that has sort of expired like this? That's the only word I can think of to use. And I'm not talking about like PS Plus games or whatever that go get rotated every month. I'm talking about like games that get released and assumedly taken off the store. I mean, it has happened occasionally. Games, for whatever reason, either the publishing company goes out of business mm. or there's some licensing deal that uh, expires and they can't relaunch, like when Telltale went out. Mm. I don't know if, if you could have bought those games if uh, Sky, whatever, hadn't come in and uh, got it. Skybound, yeah. Skybound hadn't come in and got it. Um, the only other thing I could think of, and this is a very, very obscure niche, but there was a 360 game, um, that involved, uh, mythology, um, the character Balder, it was called Two Human, and there was like, what happened to that was that there was a lawsuit, um, from somebody because of an engine 
uh, they didn't get the proper licensing to use the engine. And so the judge ordered all the discs destroyed. Wow. So if you find, and I don't know if that's global or if that's just in the U.S. or what, but if you're in the U.S. and you find a two-human disc, technically I don't know if that's legal to own or not, which is super weird. What about if you have one in your house that you've bought? Don't know. It fall. It's it's, it's a not like very old. Gonna, it's not like anyone's gonna come to your door and ask and check. But no, yeah. and it's not like if anybody <laughs> comes into your house randomly, not looking specifically for that disc, and they see that disc, so they're even gonna know what it is. I only vaguely remember this just because that was just such a weird rule for the judge to issue. It's like, yeah, you have to pay for the use of this license. Nope, destroy all the discs. Hmm. It's so so weird. Hmm. Yeah, that is strange. Um, but the only other example I can think of, and this is a little bit different, is uh, when the PC demo got pulled mm-hmm. from, uh, and that was Konami themselves putting their own game off the PlayStation Store, uh, because, well, we all know what happened there. But uh, that was, what, 2015, 2016? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. About that. Me- Metal Gear Solid Five, the last good thing mm-hmm. Konami ever did. <laughs> um I think that was about 2015, and PT was like a year or two after that, if I remember properly. I might, I might not quite remember that properly, but um, it was around that time period. So, uh, but yeah, that was you know, it's a case where <clears throat> obviously PT wasn't available physically. It was a you know digital demo and stuff, and it was basically a case that uh, you know, if if you had it installed on your PlayStation 4 and your account had the digital license for it you could keep it you could actually delete it and re-download it as well because I saw someone do it on YouTube um but uh yeah that's a situation where like you can't go on the PlayStation store now and uh, go and buy go and download PT because it doesn't exist technically anymore so that's the only other situation where I've known that's happened but I I really don't understand like okay you're celebrating your biggest character pretty much i know link is uh you know pretty popular as well but we're talking about super mario he's one of the biggest characters in the world you celebrate his 35th anniversary fair enough with these three pretty good games i've heard good stuff about um these three games i do actually have super mario sunshine on the gamecube it was one of the first games i ever actually sort of owned well it was a christmas gift whatever but um yeah i because i got that i got given that with my gamecube when i was uh younger i don't remember exactly how old but uh, i've not played galaxy and i've not played 64 um but i've heard good things about those games i just don't understand why like okay you optimize all these games you put in like joy con stuff and all that you put them into a collection 35th anniversary your biggest character but they're gone after the 31st of march and it's not like it's a licensing thing nintendo owns this character so i uh, don't i don't quite understand yeah, if they wanted to do a physical, a limited physical edition release for whatever reason, that's fine. I mean, mm. with everything that's going on in 2020, limited physical is something that you could get away with fairly easy. But limited digital and then a, you know, expiring digital makes no sense. Yeah, like literally makes no sense. Mm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if it, like you said, if they made a few. I don't know, a thousand copies of the game and said like, okay, special limited edition thing. That would that would kind of make sense. So, uh, but I am interested in checking this out. It does get launched on the, I think it was the, I didn't actually write down the date. It should have actually said it in the thing here, but um, I think it was the 18th of September, which is pretty soon actually. Um, so uh, yeah, go and grab that and play it and finish it while you can. 
I suppose. I mean, 31st of March is still a ways away, but that still makes no sense. Uh, I am guessing that if you do buy it digitally and you do own the license, then you do get to keep it on your Switch. Because that would make no sense if they sort of revoked the license. But, um, yeah, stranger things have happened in the gaming industry. If they revoke the license, you can expect a lot of lawsuits. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, there's, lawsuit there's topia. Well. Mm. Uh, the other thing they announced, uh, I didn't quite get the name for it, but it's this AR... Uh, Super Mario um, Kart game where you basically use I think like a camera or something on your Switch and you can like build a AR sort of digital track around an area that you're in. It doesn't have to be a house, it could be a garden or something and uh, you can in the game race around as Mario. I think this is a uh, pretty cool idea. Did you see the trailer for this or the announcement for this yourself? Yeah, I love the concept of that. It's pretty the cool. execution yeah. is going to be very interesting, if depending on how they can pull that off or not. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder about... Um, I don't know, let, let's say you put one of the uh, parts of the track underneath, like, a stool or something, but, like, it gets blocked or, or something like that. There's maybe some boundary like literal boundary kind of limitations maybe towards that but the the idea is still really really cool we'll see how it gets pulled off but um i think that's quite an interesting idea as well i've never known a game to really do that particularly before um but uh because i mean you know some young kids that have like you know racetracks and stuff they would uh probably like something digital like this as well so um we'll see how that works out but that is your 35th anniversary at the moment until it expires weirdly uh for super mario on the nintendo switch so look out for that um in the next couple of weeks until the first three months of next year uh let's move on from that we got the leak uh this i think it was pretty much this morning the xbox series x has been leaked there was the picture that was shown with it Uh, series s did i say x Yep. Okay, Xbox Series S. Yeah, sorry, not the not the X. Uh, so the Xbox Series S uh, leaks with a $300 price, which um, PlayStation for the UK tweeted this, and they said £250, which is about what I would maybe guess it would be. Um, first of all, what do you think of the price? I think that's quite good. The price is interesting. Um, they're clearly marketing this as a replacement for the One X, and they're doing a bit of a merger, like kind of like a polymorph fusion thing between the One uh, S Digital and the One X. Uh, the giant, giant fan screen mm. that covers up about half the size on the side makes no sense. Um, and I know there's no way in hell that they actually will do this, but something you know, the old school of me would love it if you went back to the early run of the 360s where you could swap out the face plates. I'd love it if you could swap out that fan plate. That was cool, yeah. Um, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Um, we did get a little bit of specs, but uh, nothing like super, super confirmed. It's saying that uh, it's going to be half a half a gig hard drive. It's going to have uh, 120 frames per second as a target, uh, 1440p, so no full 4K but it can upscale and support 4K streaming media. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I like the 300 price because it's not crazy expensive. It's a good entry point, yeah. And uh, if you're 
if you're still running like the original run on the Xbox One, that'd be me. This is an excellent replacement if you don't want to or don't have the money to go full Series X. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine about this, and I said if they're releasing this at two ninety nine, I'm gonna put the Series X somewhere between four and five hundred, which is kind of what we were predicting before. Five hundred, yeah. I could definitely see five hundred. I just can't see them going too much more expensive than the because uh, they don't want that big of a price gap. I mean, if something's mm-hmm. three, and the other one is like six. Then obviously nobody's going to buy the well, not nobody's going to buy the six, but far few people are going to be buying the six that are going to be buying the uh, three. Yeah. Um. So, so I'd keep it within a hundred, hundred and fifty. Yeah. Uh. So one other thing I got from this article, by the way, there's a word here that I particularly hate that gets used. I'll tell you what that is in a minute. The Series X, yeah, will reportedly be no, not you, Siri. The Series X will reported. It did it again. I, t- I make sure that's turned off. Every time I get an <laughs> iPhone update, I uh, always we'll re- check to make sure that's off. Yeah. Uh, will reportedly be uh, $500 on and launch on November 10th. That's just like a rumored part. I can't stand the word reportedly. Mm-hmm. It, it just it bugs me. I see it a lot now. Like, every time there's... I no longer see the word rumor. I always see the word r- reportedly. Uh, and being a Man United fan and being linked to so many players, you're, you always hear, uh, this player is reportedly coming to Manchester, and it's like, shut up. <laughs> that 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 word just bothers me. Just say there is reports, or there is a report. It's re- reports the word you're trying to say. Uh, but anyway, uh, Windows Central reports, there we go, that's better, uh, that the Series S didn't do it that time, uh, will indeed carry a $300 uh, retail price, but will also be available as part of the, this is something we talked about a long time ago, uh, a $25 per month um, Xbox All Access uh, plan that will include Game Pass uh, and Xbox Live, um, Xbox Live, sorry, and Game Pass, uh, the Series X, uh, meanwhile, is said to be $500 at retail, again, that's a bit of a rumour, um, or read or $35 a month, so for the same program. Both consoles will reportedly, stop using that word, launch on November 10th. Uh, Microsoft's two-console strategy has long felt inevitable between Xbox chief Phil Spencer's comments on, quote, uh, the next Xbox consoles, end quote, and the Series X names implication of another series, which is what I said at the time, is you'll probably have an Xbox Series S, um, so uh, yeah, the Series S name has already shown up in leaked controller packaging. Packaging. You talked about that a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? That yeah. packaging that that guy got. Yeah. Um, the Verge has reported that the Series S will target around the four teraflops of CPU performance compared to twelve in the Series X uh, and six in the One X. Uh, despite that comparison, though, this should be a far more capable machine than the One X, so the Xbox One X. The Series S will benefit from the Series X's hugely increased CPU power and SSD performance, meaning it will run true next-generation games, uh, but the reduction in GPU power means it likely won't output uh, modern titles in 4K. Uh, While the Xbox One X... Um, so the current Xbox uh, can run some Xbox One games in 4K. It won't be able to play next-gen versions of um, it says games at all, but that's been clarified to not quite be the case. So yeah, lots of information there. Um, yeah, I think 
maybe my dog doesn't want this Xbox. Um, yeah, it's been, you know, talked about before about, uh, what some of these consoles are going to do and stuff. Um, yeah, I think $300 for the Series S is, is quite good. I think the Series X will be between 400 and $500. Um, but we shall see when that actually gets rep- reported and not reportedly reported as the word keep pop- keeps popping up. So, um, any other thoughts on this? I mean, it's I think it's pretty much what we kind of expected. Yeah, I mean, price-wise... I, I think it's kind of weird that we've got the price on this and not the Series X first. Mm. It does kind of force PlayStation to give some kind of a price because they have a digital edition and a disc edition, but they're not marketing their dis- their digital edition as like a less powerful, more affordable type. Mm. So that is going to be interesting to see you know, if that forces anything out on Microsoft's end. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, yeah, they've got the uh, PS5 digital version as well. So, mm-hmm. we shall see. I think it might be... I think it might get Sony to reveal the price of the digital one, but then you've still got the you know, the price and the release date of the two big ones, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. So, we'll see how it all plays out. But, again, as I said about the metaphorical poker table, at least someone showed a card at mm-hmm. last. It wasn't the cards we were quite looking for, but at least somebody stopped blinking or blinked and um yeah somebody said something at last at least which is which is good because <laughs> it uh, it was getting it's getting a little bit silly now and I, I was listening to uh i think it's the friday's just gone uh sacred symbols episode and they were talking about like yeah these things probably come out in like eight weeks or so and uh we don't know too much about the prices of uh all of the things so we will see when they uh when someone blinks next about the price of uh, one of the others. So, there we go. Uh, moving on from that, uh, we do have a uh, little thing on Ninja Gaiden here. You like the Ninja Gaiden games, don't you? To a point. I think Ninja Gaiden 3 was just too much of a you know face punch to really enjoy, but the first couple ones were pretty good. Okay. Uh, well, Ninja Gaiden... Sigma Trilogy, uh, listed for PS4 by Hong Kong Publisher. It doesn't have that the name of the publisher listed here, but Push Square has posted, uh, could the Ninja Gaiden Sigma games be coming uh, back in the form of a trilogy collection on PS4? Uh, would you like to see this happen? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a while since those games have been available. I think Ninja Gaiden 1 is available, backwards compatible, from the original Xbox on the yeah. store. I'm like 85% sure that that's yeah, correct. I, I played it, so... Yeah, I don't know about two or three because I never really paid attention that much. But it's always good when we get you know a, a franchise like that to get a collection, bring it back into the uh, the mainstream, take a look at it, see what's what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I always said, even about you know Splinter Cell a couple of weeks ago, um, remastering old games is just uh, for, for games that have been dormant for a while. So something like Ninja Gaiden is a great example. Obviously, Super Mario is completely different because uh, Super Mario has not been ever dormant really. Um, but yeah, with Ninja Gaiden being kind of you know inactive for for a very long time, this could again be a good way to test the waters. If these remasters come out and it attracts both the old audience and a new audience, maybe we see a new game. Who knows? It's a it's a great way to sort of test the waters, and it uh, it comes with at least how in terms of what I think it comes with less risk than just doing kind of a brand new game. So uh, we shall see. But it, it, that would have my interest, I think, as well. Just kind kind of like you know. 
bit some updated resolution stuff or some improved controls and uh, things like that maybe you know sort the camera angles out slightly that sort of thing uh, but that could be uh, quite good I've like I've been saying for months maybe years at this point I'm a big fan of you know remastering old games bringing them to a new audience on modern day consoles and all that or even just you know the backwards compatibility stuff that you can do uh, I think that's a big win for everybody really so uh, what's another thing I had listed here uh, let me see uh, we have new details on I don't know if you remember this this was in the PS5 the big reveal event thing that they did and they showed off a bunch of games uh, Ken Kena sorry Bridge of uh, Spirits PS5 details uh, virtually no loads uh, loading screen sorry um, launch uh, from dashboard in two seconds so this has been kind of tested this is the you remember that game how can I kind of describe it the one where that woman's kind of fighting like in the woods and there's these little guys that she's got and that's do, do you remember that game no, I don't know what you're talking about. No? Okay. Uh, but yeah, virtually no loading screens. Launch from the dashboard in two seconds, which is very quick. We'll see if that always happens, but uh, that's the case with that. Uh, more lush and dense environments, which obviously is expected. All 100 creatures called Rot uh, displayed on screen simultaneously, simultaneously versus not on the PS4. So they couldn't do that, I think, on the PS4. Haptic feedback. Uh, so I think that's to do with the DualSense controller and all that sort of thing. Uh, for things like um, attacks and bow force, it's been talked about before about with certain games how you'd sort of like feel the tension of a bowstring and uh, some other things like that as well. Um, any any kind of thoughts on this about the, some of the details here? Uh, not really. No, I mean it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense on that level. So it's if it's like a game that had like a named character or something like that, maybe. But we don't really get all that, so it's just too too early to tell, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, I mean, when you reveal kind of details like this, the next thing you need to do is well, show them off, show them in action, show the game launching in apparently two seconds. But uh, that's some of the details that were, re- were revealed uh, today from that as well. Uh, one other thing we've got here is uh, Last of Us Part 2, which um, I love, obviously, uh, has overtaken God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man, and the Final Fantasy, VII, Final Fantasy VII Remake as the most completed PS4 games among players. So what this means is, it, not in terms of sales, in terms of players that complete the game, and you can track that, obviously, with trophies and you know player progression time and uh, it's it's pretty simple to track um but yeah it's been beaten more times than those those uh, particular games god of war is a big seller ghost of tsushima is spider-man definitely is and um i don't quite know how final fantasy 7 remake did but i think it did pretty well um yeah what do you think of um it being completed more than uh, those other games Oh, it's not surprising. That's one of those games where you definitely want to get to the end of the story, regardless of what you think of the actual story itself. You're going to try to get to the end of the story. Uh, So that's not overly a surprise there. Mm. Yeah. One interesting thing I'm taking from this is I remember, I think it was around two weeks to a month after Last of Us came out and we heard that like there was a drop in sales and people were trying to get refunds and whatnot, which I didn't quite fully believe all of that. Well, the drop in sales isn't uncommon after a couple of weeks because pretty much everybody that was sure, going like, to play the game already bought it. Yeah, right. But yeah, some people kind of exaggerating with the with the situation a bit. Uh, I remember I talked. I think it was on either the first or the second solo um, 
podcast I did recently when Robert was in the middle of moving and whatnot. Uh, and I talked about the, the dollar sales, I think it was, for The Last of Us Part 2. It's interesting to me that one of the things I was hearing at the time, uh, you know, about a month or so after Last of Us had come out, or about two weeks after, is that people were getting to... Let's just let's just say the point where people got really annoyed with the game, or some people got very annoyed with the game with, with one of the choices that was made. I'm not gonna obviously spoil it here, but uh, with one of the choices that were made in the game, and some people were well, some people cut up their discs, didn't they? Because <laughs> that mm-hmm. guy, remember that guy? That was pretty funny. Yep, um, I sent you that video link. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I actually found that pretty funny. Just just how casually he kind of did it and stuff. But um, yeah, what I kept hearing was like people got to that part in the story and they were really annoyed and they were sending their games back. Well, if this game has been completed more than you know, did God of War win Game of the Year 2018? Uh... I think it did. It was yeah, it was up against um Red Dead Two, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So if more players have finished. Last of Us Part Two than they have with God of War, then surely some of those like returns stuff wasn't quite as true, or maybe maybe some of it wasn't. Maybe people were finishing the game like really quickly and then sending it back. I don't know. It's just like it's 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 interesting to hear that a lot of people did actually get past that piece in the story, um, and finish the game and then you know do whatever they wanted with the game. So. Um, I just thought that was uh, an interesting little note as well to add to Last of Us Part 2. So, uh, very, very good. I'm enjoying my uh, New Game Plus quite a bit, even though I'm getting confused at certain points. But, uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty fun nonetheless. So, uh, there's that. And one other last piece of news that I've got, which I didn't actually write down, and I didn't even really need to. Tawana, who is a character from the original Crash Bandicoot games, is being added to Crash Bandicoot 4. Now, they're doing something really quite interesting with this, which is they they did a reveal trailer today, a a reveal trailer and the gameplay. In fact, the the cutscene goes into the gameplay section, or at least that's what it seems like was was going on. They did this reveal trailer. They showed a cutscene with Crash being his goofy self, which made me smile. Uh, Coco's there as well. Coco and... It, it, it was so funny because Coco and Tawana, or, or Tawana um, are kind of talking about, like, how she's there and what's happened and stuff. And explaining that she's from a different dimension because the game's all about dimensions and it's about time and all that sort of fun stuff. So it, ma- it makes sense. <laughs> And Coco and, like, Tawada are kind of talking about all the all stuff that's happening. And obviously Crash doesn't talk. He just, you know, says whoa and makes noises and whatnot. He's kind of just pulling these, like, confused faces. And, like, looking at Tawada and stuff. Oh, I thought it was brilliant. It's such a... That's what Crash Bandicoot is. Like, in terms of the, the personality of the character. Just, just getting a bit confused. And you can clearly kind of see that... Because obviously Coco's talking to Tawana at the time, and she's like, "Okay, how did how did you get here? What's kind of going on? Where, where have you been?" Because obviously there's you know been you know s- several years or whatever since they've seen each other, and Crash is trying to sort of work it out in his own way, but because he doesn't speak, he's doing it all through like emotes and emotions and and stuff, and it's it it was it was brilliant to watch. It was uh, yeah, gave me even more faith in what they're doing. But yeah, essentially she's from because she looks a bit different. She's got like a different hairstyle. She's um, kind of like a badass or whatever, and she's got like this this hook and stuff that you can use. And she does essentially explain to Coco in the little cutscene thing that like, okay, I'm from a different dimension. And there's an interesting little piece in the conversation that they have, where Coco says to Tawana at the time, she says, "Oh, what hap- What happened to us? Like, 
her version of Coco and Crash, like, did we die? <laughs> and uh, Tawana replies to her like this, you know when someone's kind of trying to lie but make it seem like they're sort of not or whatever? She's like, oh no, nothing, nothing like happened to the two of you. And it's like, wow, did did Crash and Coco kind of like die in a different dimension or something? That's, that's kind of... Uh, interesting to sort of think about i don't know if we'll get like any backstory or cutscenes or anything anything crazy like that but uh yeah i just really like the idea of how they're sort of fitting her into the game i really like that they decided to bring the character back um and uh yeah she's got her own kind of she plays similar to crash in certain ways like she sort of she does her um spin attack but she actually kicks whereas crash uses his arms when he spins around he kind of uses his feet but he more uses his arms in like a sort of uh, Ty Tasmanian Tiger sort of way. I'm sure everybody's familiar with that character. Um, but yeah, she's got like a grapple and a hook and stuff. And you can like um, uh, kill enemies with it. You can grab boxes with it. You can sort of travel with it. Uh, she can kind of not jump off of walls. She can jump off of like certain parts of walls. There's like these little blue boxes and stuff that she's got. But just from what they showed from like the cutscene of her explaining how she's got here. And... Um, seeing her gameplay and stuff, I I really really like what they've what they've done here. I think this is a uh, very smart decision. Uh, but what do you think about them adding this character and how they've sort of done it? Yeah, I mean it's always a, a risk to add a new character on a franchise that's been going on this long. But uh, I didn't see anything wrong with it really. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I just um, yeah, kind of makes me wonder a little bit. Okay, will will we see the original Tawana? Uh, someone was kind of joking that in the first game she goes off to live with uh, Pinstripe, one of the villains from uh, the original trilogy, who might pop up later. We don't know, but uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. But um, again, just more good stuff happening with uh, Crash Bandicoot as well. One of the things they did reveal this week as well is if you digitally pre-order the, I think it's the standard edition of the game, you get access to a demo on... Oh, what was the date? I'm pretty sure it was the 12th of September. Uh, you get access to a demo. So, um, I guess I'd better pre-order the game before then. Because I definitely want to be uh, involved in the demo. There's going to be a uh, a playable level with Crash. I'm not sure which level. I think they'll reveal it when you play the game or whatever. And a playable level as a Cortex. Because he's playable in the game as well. So, um, yeah. I'm uh, obviously all in on this game. It's my most anticipated game. Last of Us 2 has, has come and gone and all that. So, uh, yeah. Really, really impressed with uh, with what they're doing here. And um, it'll be very interesting to see how... Because um, you can play, obviously, as Crash. You can play as Coco. You can play as Dingo Dial. Cortex. And Antoine as well. Yeah, five characters. I didn't quite realise that. But, um, wait. Crash, Coco, Tawana, Cortex... Yeah, you can play as five different characters. Um, but I think that's pretty good that they've uh, decided to do that as well. So, uh, But that's all the news that I've got. What do you want to talk about this week? Oh, well, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. First up, uh, PlayStation VR is getting support for Minecraft here in a couple of weeks. Uh, according to the uh, post, everybody who owns Minecraft on PlayStation 4 will get a patch that automatically downloads and updates. And then you will have VR functionality to Minecraft. And I think that's also a testament to Microsoft a little bit as well because Microsoft does own uh, Mojang Studios, has owned them for a while, and they've never not uh, supported Minecraft on other platforms. Now, granted, they might be going a little slow on a couple, 
Uh, you know, it's not the highest priority to have updates of any kind on PlayStation, but the fact that they are doing that and giving VR support, which is no small feat in and of itself, is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is quite a good idea. I think that um, Minecraft makes a lot of sense. You can get VR support in uh, Dreams, the PlayStation uh, media, mm-hmm. molecule, media Molecule game. Um, so yeah, these kind of creative games where you're making stuff and uh, doing doing that sort of thing, I think that makes a lot of sense. It almost kind of surprises me that it took this long, but um, you know, it's it's there now. It's getting added for free, which is good as well. So uh, yeah, pretty good. I wonder if this will transfer to PS5 eventually as well. I'm guessing it probably will, because Minecraft's not going to not be on PS5 and Xbox Series X. It's just too big of a game and whatnot. So plus, it's pretty easy to do. So, um, but uh, yeah, what do you think of this idea? Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, like I said, it does uh, you know keep support and show that Microsoft is still uh, supporting that the uh, franchise and that uh, game. So just keep on keeping on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, cool. What else have you got? Oh, same with Microsoft uh, on September twelfth and ter. 13th in two different time slots each day the xbox academy game development workshop will be shown now these are virtual lessons so you will have to do a little bit of internet searching to find out how to join those lessons Mm -hmm. but this will introduce attendees to the basic of game design as well as how to use the immensely popular engine unity the 90 minute sessions will task you with creating a small playable game using unity and a 3d resource file uh, you do have to sign up and register for a scheduled session, and you do have to be at least 16 years of age to register. Along with the scheduled sessions, Microsoft has a mailing list to learn more about future opportunities in these virtual lessons. Uh, because these sessions are being presented in the UK, the 5 a.m. Eastern time slot is going to be pretty early for everybody that's on my side of the planet, yeah. but that starts at 10 a.m. your time. And then the second slot is uh, 9 a.m. my time, which is going to be 2 p.m. your time. So Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a good opportunity for young people, which is what we, what we need, because let's face it, young people are the next generation. Um, there's, there's no way kind of around that. But, um, yeah, it's good for, for that to kind of be happening and stuff. Uh, makes sense that you'd have to obviously schedule these online, given situation in the world um makes sense that you'd have to be you know 16 is kind of a, a good age i guess to to learn that about that sort of stuff and you know th- those sorts of things so uh yeah seems like a good deal to me all around what do you think yeah it's definitely a good game a, a good opportunity good chance to you know get a little bit of something going on mm. get a little interest in the gaming industry so yeah yeah it's uh definitely not the worst thing that a young person can do so uh yeah, it's good that uh, more people, more young people, are getting involved in uh, yeah creative stuff. So it's good. Uh, what else have you got? <clears throat> well, in a little bit of a whoopsie, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War multiplayer was uh, accidentally Twitch streamed the other day. Uh, the Twitch streamer's name is Dogs Roll. I've not heard of him, but then again, I don't get that deep into Twitch streamers, especially for Call of Duty games, because I don't really care about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently he got an early access to the alpha of uh, Treyarch's 80s sequel and went live on Twitch with it. Uh, was live for about, uh, I thought it could have swore it said how long he was live. 
but I guess not. But he clearly was live long enough for this to become an issue. Uh, the slice of Miami, which was the map shown, uh, showed interesting space, muck around, you know, bit uh, quiet beach interior. So I'm guessing it's like a beach scene. Um, being in Miami, that would make the most sense. Um, there isn't a full detail uh, coming out on the game until next week. So like I said, bit of an oopsie, but nothing too serious. Yeah, they're doing a, uh, I think it's the 9th of September, because there was a little message when I logged into Call of Duty, because obviously they want to advertise the next game to me, seeing as I am a current customer of Modern Warfare. Um, you know, I don't consider that to be like some sort of bad in-game advert or whatever, it's just them telling me that their next game is going to be shown off soon. Uh, I think it was 10am, <coughs> excuse me, 10am Pacific Time tomorrow, I think that's what it said. I should have remembered that, because I played a couple of hours of the game earlier, but... um just a little question how do you accidentally stream a twitch game i don't <laughs> know because he has copy to the alpha so he's clearly playing the game in an alpha state in support of uh of the game itself i have heard stories of people to where something will update or auto start and it'll activate their Twitch stream and they won't even know it because if I don't Twitch stream and I especially don't have like OBS or anything like that. But I have heard of people to where a lot of the stuff like auto starts. So if you have um, right, like a schedule, thing, like, yeah. like, like if it's a schedule thing, it'll start up OBS and it'll start up. Uh, you're, it'll go live with your stream. So that's not completely unheard of. Um, hmm. it, it is rare, but it's not so rare that I haven't heard of it before. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, I've also heard of, I've also heard of people thinking they ended their stream, and they didn't end their stream, and that created another whoopsie. Yeah, yeah, those of which we've talked about before. I'm I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, I did see that this got leaked, and then I just didn't get around to looking at it. I'll I'll look at you know the proper reveal tomorrow and everything. Um, I've had a bit of a change in circumstances with, with Call of Duty because um. I did stress that I think it was on the yeah it was the second solo uh, episode that I did recently where I specifically talked about the game and talked about the uh, not free PS5 upgrade because you'll have to pay for the game uh, again if you want it on PS5 and I've been asking around you know the the different people that I play with because it's like a few different groups of people um, let's just sort of say that and you know i obviously want to know where these people are going to be going next and uh what they're going to be playing and most of them have basically said like yeah we'll probably jump on to next game one because the multiplayer here probably is going to die which is probably true because you're not they're not going to be updating modern warfare and black ops cold war and warzone at the same time they're just they're just not going to do that they'll probably switch to uh just you know that they'll take um the modern warfare updates off eventually which is a shame because i've i have enjoyed the game it's got it's sure it's got its issues which i which i discussed earlier and uh you know sometimes i'll shoot someone they'll shoot me shouldn't have happened these things happen in these games but overall i've it's definitely been i mean it was the game that brought me back into call of duty in the first place and that's no sort of small thing um but yeah basically everyone that i've talked to because i've just sort of said like hey you know when the new cold war game comes out are you going to be jumping over to it? And pretty much everyone that I uh, play the game with has, has said yes. So it looks like I'm going to be getting the game. Um, I'm definitely not going <coughs> to. Excuse me. I'm definitely not going to prefer it to Modern Warfare because I think that Modern Warfare is the best of Call of Duty. Um, but uh, I, it's I can 
I can put up with with Black Ops. It's not the worst of the of the series. It's it's done some interesting things at certain points. The one part that I'd object to is if they went back to all the futuristic stuff with you know Infinite Warfare and Advanced Warfare, which I have spoken about those games to the people that I play with, and pretty much everyone hates those games. So uh, yeah, I I don't think Call of Duty is actually going to return to to doing that uh, myself, but we'll see at a later point if they if they do. But um, yeah, it looks like um, come you know October, uh, November, whatever the date is. I don't know if it'll be like you know launch day that I switch over games, or if people are going to buy the game later, like or Christmas or January or something. I don't know. Um, it's still a couple of months away yet, so. Uh, but yeah, looks like I'll be I'll be jumping into that. And what I've kind of basically said to people is like, okay, they're not going to have the free upgrade thing for PS5, so I'll just not buy the PS4 version and I'll get the PS5 version. Obviously, once I eventually get mm-hmm. a PS5, so this isn't going to be like an immediate thing that's happening. You know, there's a you know a new console involved, a new game involved. So uh, yeah, it's not like this is going to be happening tomorrow or next week uh, or even next month. But um, some point soon, I'll be switching over so um but uh because yeah i want to keep with all my friends and all that lot so uh we'll see how things go but uh very interested to see what they show off tomorrow for like you know new weapons what do the maps look like that sort of stuff and i hope that they don't spend well they're going to spend some time probably talking about warzone and how it's going to be different but uh i hope that they don't forget the multiplayer's there so we'll see mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow at six o'clock my time so uh cool what else do you want to talk about today well, the last news that I have is a bit of uh, a sad news. Um, Twitch Sings has uh, officially been announced to be closing down. Uh, this is a uh, game that is co-produced with uh, Amazon, who owns Twitch, and rock band Studio Harmonics. As we look to the future, we have decided to invest in broader tools and services that will help support and grow the entire music community on Twitch. It said in the closure announcement, because of this, we have made the difficult decision to close Twitch Sings on January 1st, 2021. Uh, Give some general, you know, platitudes, blah, 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 blah. I got to imagine even with Amazon and their endless amounts of money, the number of songs available on there was just just too much to maintain. So, yeah, yeah. Or not really necessary, maybe or just more than what they they needed kind of thing because uh, amazon dove does have uh, a lot of pennies they they do uh jeff bezos certainly does yep especially now because um everybody's staying home everybody's buying stuff and mm. so that's just you know stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks yeah then amazon prime as well so mm-hmm. and the boys and all, that and all the money they get from twitch yeah yeah there's that as well so uh a few little pieces of income here and there um yeah, it's not something that I ever really heard people using necessarily. I'm sure that there's maybe a listener or two or, or some out there that uh, did uh, use this. And what? Yeah, if you remember when I interviewed Mel, um, she did a Twitch thing strong. She did uh, Don't Stop Me Now by Queen, which is, like I said oh, in yeah. the interview, yeah. that is an ambitious song to play because <laughs> that is a tough song just singing along, you know, drunk karaoke night. When you're actually trying really hard, it's even worse. Which one was that with? Was that Mel that you said? Yeah, that was Mel. Uh, okay. That wasn't Kira. Okay. Yeah. And now that I got I got moved in, I got everything done, set up, I'm going to start reaching out to people and try to get some more interviews in. Cool. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you guys search for um, 
interviews and stuff on the website because I'm pretty sure I tagged them all under interviews uh, you should be able to look for all of them so uh, go and check those out as well but yeah I'm sure that there's people out there that that used it here and there and stuff it's not something that I particularly heard too much about but um, it is what it is I suppose um, people can still probably you know sing and, and whatnot maybe on Twitch or whatever the situation is going to be but um, I'm sure people will uh, will be fine so we'll see uh, was that last thing you said you had to talk about? Or yeah, that's the last one I had. Cool. Uh, we do have just the one email today, so let's get to that. Uh, if you'd like to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, or maybe concerns about video games, maybe you're playing the Avengers and you realised that it's not quite worked out. <laughs> uh, Harrison, uh, sorry, you, yeah, you can uh, email those uh, thoughts, feelings, and whatnot to uh, Talk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's contact page and information in your show notes. Or maybe you're really enjoying the Avengers and you want to tell me that. That's perfectly fine as well. So, which people have been telling me that, and I'm glad that you're enjoying the game. But I've I've given my thoughts in. Yeah, and, and this is something that we both said a lot. Like, if it's something you like, enjoy it. You yeah. know, it's not yeah. a crime to like something that we don't like. It's just a matter of, like, you. We were talking about that off air because you were watching something and it was from somebody that you liked and they liked the Avengers and you were just that kind of like blew your world for a little bit. Yeah, it did. It. Uh... The, the way they compared it to Last of Us 2. And again, these are all opinions. And it's just, you know, my opinion didn't line up with his quite dramatically. And uh, I was uh, quite surprised. Just for just in case anybody... Uh, it's the... I think he's called Skill Up or One Skill Up. Um, that's his name. And uh, yeah, interesting stuff. Interesting opinions. But uh, nonetheless, at the end of the day, it's opinions. If you do or don't enjoy something, that is perfectly fine. Uh, but Harrison says, hey guys, thank you so much. Thanks so much for reading my emails. You're very welcome. Uh, I'll continue to write in. You can continue to do that as well. I know the Lego games are a bit of a cliche choice, but would those be good for me and my son to play? Cheers. So this is Harrison who's written in a few times as well. We always appreciate, appreciate returning audience members or and new audience members as well. Um... Yeah, the Lego games are a great example of uh, games that you can play, not just with kids, but, you know, fun for the whole family kind of thing. They're available on Switch. There's a surprising lack of them available on Switch, actually, which does which does kind of surprise me. Um, I don't think you can get, like, the Lego Batman games on Switch, but you can get some of them. You can get the uh, Lego Marvel Avengers or Lego Marvel Superheroes 2 on the, on Switch, I remember that because I played it on Switch. That's quite a good game. Uh, Lego Incredibles, which didn't quite make sense for a for a Lego game because there's like five characters. Um, that was quite good. I think the Lego Jurassic Park, Jurassic World games. I think those are on there. The uh, upcoming Skywalker Saga Lego games. They're going to be on Switch. Uh, I can't remember the other ones, but those are the ones that I remember off the top of my head. Um, yeah, they're they're good choices for you know playing with with anybody really, uh, especially if you have got a Switch and you haven't got another set of Joy Cons. I think I'm pretty sure you can use yeah, the one Joy Con each kind of thing, and you can obviously play portably with with that and everything. So uh, they're a, they're a very good choice. I did play. Um, I can't remember if it was the first or the second one. Maybe it was the third one, or maybe it was all three of them. I did play one or two of the uh, Batman Lego games with my niece um, a, a couple of years ago when they lived closer to, to me and stuff um, and we, we quite enjoyed uh, playing those and everything, that was that was quite a good, quite a good experience because they, they'd you know, come over some weekends and, and all that and uh, that was quite good to uh, to sort of go through. Uh, but what do you think of um, 
Harrison's question. Yeah, they are good games. One thing you got to keep in mind is they are a massive grind yeah. in terms of all yeah. the unlockables. I mean, we're talking about all the Starbucks running simultaneously don't have as much grind as those uh, games. Um, and that might get uh, frustrating a little bit. Another good game, uh, it's a little bit harder, it's a little bit more challenging, but you know your kid, you know what he's up to, the Peggle games. Because they're not hard in terms of the game mechanics. The controller's real easy, it's just left, right, fire the ball. But they are a challenge. They can get like super tough, especially when you get into the later parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also another good kid-friendly game. It's you know bright, shiny colors, no violence or nothing. You're just uh, knocking down uh, pegs, Plinko style. Only the pegs get removed, and then you win the level by getting rid of all the pegs. So mm-hmm. that's a game that could be good for a remaster, like a Test the Waters remaster kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who developed that game or those games. Uh, I do remember them. I know what game you're talking about, but my uh, my lo- my knowledge of that game is very very small. I will admit, but uh, it's never a series I particularly followed or whatnot. But um, yeah, you know, Microsoft kind of needs to up their uh, portfolio a bit, and that could maybe help them out. I'm not saying it's going to get them, you know, 100 million console sales, but it uh, might get some more Game Pass subscriptions. Um, but uh, I, I remember him saying something about he, he some played Fallen Order, didn't he? Which is you know quite a challenging game. So I'm just thinking mm-hmm. in terms of like you you mentioned difficulty and stuff. Uh, so yeah. if he's played that, he should be good with uh, Peggle. Again, I don't really know the game, so I don't know what he's kind of gonna be up against or whatever. But uh, I'm just kind of uh, telling you what I know. So, uh, but yeah, check maybe is it Peggle? You said it's called. Yeah, it's called Peggle. Peggle. Okay. Uh, check that out. Maybe it's on Game Pass or something. Probably. I don't know. It's it was a summer of arc. Peggle one was a summer of arcades game, and there is a Peggle two that came out for the Xbox One. So okay, yeah, should be have a look around on your uh, Xbox store um, and that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, that's everything we've got for you for this episode of Random Gaming Talk. Thank you all very much for listening. We are about to record our... Actually, we're doing New Mutants first, and then we're going to do Ghost of Tsushima. But look out for all three of these podcasts. Um, in the coming hours or so, whenever they're uploaded, just just look out for all three of them. Uh, they should be uploaded around the same time. So look out for everything that we do, obviously, on entertainmenttalk.org. Like I said, uh, the Diabolical 7 for the boys is on iTunes. The first three episodes are out. The, first, the p- podcast for the first three episodes are out. Uh, Becoming Heisenberg for Breaking Bad, the Breaking Bad Rewatch podcast, which is all scheduled every week for Wednesdays, the pilot episode tomorrow. Um, so check that out as well on iTunes that's the Becoming Heisenberg for Breaking Bad and the Diabolical 7 for the boys on Amazon Prime so check those out as well but you can find everything else that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org if you'd like to support us and the podcast and everything and we are on Patreon you can have a look at the $1 and $3 level tiers for review ad-free podcast and instant podcast options Amazon affiliate link if you're buying stuff on Amazon we can get a small cut it won't cost you extra iTunes feeds please search for entertainment talk or any of these specific show names that we've got on iTunes and on other podcast services uh, so please rate, review and subscribe to those uh, David does run Geek Town of course TV and film news there's a new episode out today with uh, I think he's got yeah he had Daryl on this week's episode so uh, go and check that one out as well for your up to date reliable TV and film news um, David's the one person in this industry who doesn't use the word reportedly. Just to just to kind of point out, I've never seen him use that word before. But uh, he uses the 
correct word which is report anyway you can check out geektown.co.uk and look for geektown radio on itunes and podcast services bex is streaming daily on twitch trista bites trista b-y-t-e-s uh she's streaming daily i think it's at 1 p.m and 7 p.m for geeky chatter gaming and breaking stuff sometimes and all that sort of thing uh, she's currently streaming little nightmares which is one of my favorite games actually on twitch so have a look out for all that as well uh word of mouth you can tell people that you know about the website the itunes feeds and everybody else's work uh, social media, uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, and different Facebook groups if you can. And look out for Let's Play Sundays. New episodes getting released on Sundays. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.